king of Funk Mountain. The big cheese. The color of the cheese, I like it. Hey, this is Hockey Jarek, and you're listening to the Saucer Tribe Podcast with Johnny Chilbosa. This is Lancel Lannister, and you're listening to the Game of Thrones with Johnny Chilbosa. Oh, From the depths of the sea, hanging by a thread. Sick of you and sick of it all. Comes the umpteenth sausage art podcast for no particular reason. For no particular motivation other than the fact that we can. And we will. It's the best kept secret in podcasting, and it's the best podcast going on. So tell your friends about it. That's right, everybody. Johnny Kobasa on Twitter. Johnny Kobasa rocks on Instagram, and JohnnyKobasa.com will get you there. You can subscribe on any pod app, mainly the Apple, if you don't have an iPhone. I don't know what you're using, but if you're using iPhone, it's right there. Do your thing, man. Yeah. All the music you hear is done by me, and it's all world-class, intergalactic, putting funk for you and your entire family. Your grandma likes it. Your mama likes it. Your girlfriend likes it. Go back and check out 600 episodes of The Hut. It's all funky and all looking for a good time in your backyard. You might see the sausage shell walking down the street and it's got a funky hat on and you're not quite sure what to make of that person, that podcast. Maybe you should just keep on walking. Or maybe you should give it a shot. I don't know. Using whatever brain cells we have left. Cranking out. High quality. Podcasting experience. Let's get right into it. First off, condolences to Browns fans everywhere. What a terrible night in Pittsburgh. I'm one of many terrible nights in Pittsburgh where a terrible Pittsburgh team beat us and we were more terrible and we lost uh, the best Brown of the last 25 years for who knows how long. Nick Chubb, oh, went down in a gruesome injury. I'm glad they didn't show the replay. I didn't actually see the knee, but I don't need to see the knee to know how bad that is and... 
man, I don't know if he, I'm, I'm sure he's going to be out for the year and I just hope he's able to come back and join us again next year. But he blew out his knee in college, the same knee, you know, you need knees to be a running back and you need knees to be just do just about everything. And you need knees to run and cut. And he was, Oh man, he was looking so good. He's so fast and so quick in the hole, and he was just a genius running back. But now it's going to be a while before we see him again, if we see him at all. But then we went out and we signed Kareem Hunt. So he was just sitting there waiting for something like that to happen. I I drafted. I'm in two fantasy leagues, and I drafted Kareem Hunt in the last round in both leagues. I just kept him there for a couple weeks, and lo and behold, he's probably going to become Cleveland's number one running back here in a in in short order even though jerome ford he looks pretty good but man if we could catch lightning in a bottle with kareem hunt that would be so lucky i mean you know he didn't look that good last year but he wasn't i I think kareem hunt just needs to be the man and i think he's still got some i think he's still got a lot of good football left in him and we're gonna give him a shot now he can be the number one guy hopefully kareem hunt stayed in football shape i think he signed for four million dollars today hey that's not too shabby going from sitting on the couch to coming back to the cleveland browns it's it's kind of weird that nobody wanted him but and there's a reason why cleveland didn't want him i don't know i hope he's i hope whatever happened to him this time reset his expectations and said hey i'm gonna just show up and be 100% dedicated to playing football and go after it because now he can't he's going to be able to get the ball as many times as he wants to they signed a one-year contract and there we go I set up a survivor league for the NFL where you just pick one team you have to pick one team a week and then they have to win and if you don't win you're gone and you can only pick one team once so I thought I'd be clever and pick some, you know, not great teams at first, which was totally stupid because I, p- I picked Detroit last week thinking that they would go. They Detroit had Seattle at home, and they lost in overtime, so I'm out of that, which is funny because a lot of other people were out too. So now we, I think we had 10 people, 10 people in the survivor pool, and now we're down to four after two weeks, which is pretty <laughs> pretty crappy, I think. I think everybody should get like a one get out of jail free card. I think that would probably make it better, but you still couldn't, you know, you still couldn't pick a team again, but we'll see. I wonder if the four people, if how long it'll be before those guys will guys and gals all get done. And if I guess if all four of them go out in the same week, I guess they're going to split the prize money four ways and so on down the line. I think in bigger survivor pools, people decide hey we're just going to split it right here but then you play it out anyway that's all kinds of fun so i got that going got two fantasy leagues got uh a winner a winner pick pick the winners league for the cleveland browns saying okay you get one point whether they the winner lose picked them out on the day the schedule came out a bunch of us picked picked the wins and losses per game for the whole year. So I've been keeping track of that, Been doing a lot of administrative work going into this season. Hope, uh, you know, for my friends who 
probably could care less whether they're in it or not. But you know what? It's not that it's not that hard to do. Once you get the league set up, once you get it all set up at the beginning of the year, then it all kind of takes care of itself just like that. Can you believe it's almost week three of the NFL season and almost week four of college football and halfway through the high school football and geez louise and the sun's getting lower in the sky and fall's coming and at least you can keep your windows open a little bit nowadays so that's cool read an article today about the quote-unquote startling amount of kids that aren't going to college. And there's a lot of things in play as far as that goes. Maybe just kids aren't motivated. Although I find that hard to believe because you can say that about every up-and-coming generation. You can say that the kids just want something quicker. They don't want to waste time taking classes about stuff they don't want to know about. I can understand that. It's wrong to think that, but I understand the thought of it. You can definitely tell me that college is too goddamn expensive. And is it worth it to sign your life away and get student loans you're going to spend the next 20 years paying off? Now that should be the real problem on why kids don't want to go to college um, a financial thing and studies still show that people with college degrees make more money but if you are spending 20 years paying off a college loan are you making more money when you're still paying all that money to your college loan? Tough. It's a tough call. And these and anybody can get jobs now. You can come right out of high school and get a really good job. A really good job that you think's a good job. And then when your college when your buddies go to college and they're broke while they're in college and here you are with a pretty nice car some money in your pocket going hey glad I made the decision not to go to college yeah that's good is it because you know once your buddies graduate from college they're going to make jobs get jobs that are making more money by and large and there's also the question of these jobs out there, how much, how many of them actually require bachelor degrees worth of information to do the job well? And I would say mm, not many. 
I'd say the vast majority of people that go into the business world and get a job with a corporation and work their way up, I'm pretty sure what they do has little to nothing to do with what they learned in college. Even marketing people. Accounting people? Yeah, now, you know what? Finance? I bet you learned some more things that actually helped. I'll believe that. And the, the four-year college paradigm is unsustainable. And I think that was it's a long time coming. Your four-year degree universities that just charge a ridiculous amount of money, but then they build nice buildings and they give their, you know, faculty tenure and great benefits, and they give you dining halls with all-you-can-eat food. They make you pay rent in stupid dorms for a couple years, which is horseshit. There's a lot, lot of reasons why kids don't want to go to college today. But you know what you're losing sight of? You're losing sight of the fact that when you go to college, you're going to educate your dumb ass. And that really is the crux of of the problem and the worst thing that I've heard is that kids aren't going to college because they're indoctrinated to think that college are just liberal this and liberal that and they're told this by their parents and their friends' parents who watch fucking propaganda news talk all day long and get together and form their little fascist groups. And the first thing they do is come at intelligence. If you're sitting there thinking that you're glad that you didn't go to college because you didn't want to get indoctrinated into the liberal blah, 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 blah. (laughs) You couldn't be more wrong, honestly. And the argument that if your kids have these quote unquote conservative values and they're not quote unquote respected on the campus of a a four year university or whatever, that is also horse shit. You go to college, you can study whatever you want to. But you know what? The bottom line in those on that sort of thing is that maybe what you're thinking is fucking wrong. And that's why educated people might say, you know what? We don't need this crap here. But, oh, yeah, you're wrong, and here are the reasons why. <laughs> there was an article... The, next to this article that I clicked on. And, and, you know, this wasn't even on a, like, slanted website. It wasn't a propaganda website. It was like, we did this study, and here's what it showed. 
they they did an intelligence general intelligence by state right and they me- measured a lot of things it wasn't just we're going to make something up that's slanted towards the fucking liberals it was okay we're going to take we're going to take people who take IQ tests, SAT tests, ACT tests, all the other tests, and how many people went to college, how many people graduated from college. And they, you know, they came up with a f- formula. If the argument is against educating your own dumbass, then it's the wrong argument. That's my whole fucking point. You can say it's too much money. You can say that you have a specific thing in mind and you want to study that, but not wanting to is going to fuck you in the end because you're going to end up doing shit jobs your entire life. And I mean, there's still a good job that you'll do shit jobs even with a degree, but they'll by and large, they'll be better shit jobs. Every fascist movement begins with attacking the intellectuals. So if you're on the team that is attacking intellectuals for whatever reason, you are, um, no, fuck you is basically what I want to say. Fuck you. There should never be an argument against broadening your horizons and learning shit. If you barely made it out of high school because you didn't pay attention to anything and you went right to a job and you pretty much stopped learning and stopped growing, fuck you. Now, if you decided not to go to college and you got a job that sucked and you kept doing it and then you had some hobbies where you educated yourself, good for you. That's good. I'm fine with that. You actually took time to learn something. There's no better pursuit for humans than learning something besides dogma (laughs) besides your book of fairy tales besides your biographies on fascist idiots trying to ruin this country other than that no matter how old you are no matter what you do you should try to learn new things it's good for your brain and you should exercise. <laughs> well, aren't I full of fucking self-righteousness today? Johnny K, up on his fucking holier-than-thou pedestal, coming at ya on the Hizzy Whiz. That's right, many other things. Self-righteousness. But seriously, man. If you're a young kid thinking about going to college, if you can afford to do it without having to take out shitloads of loans, if your parents are offering to pay for it, go. There's there's no reason to not go and have a good time. Party your ass off. Learn how to manage your time. Jump through the hoops and get a degree. It's fun. Like one of the one of the arguments for going to a four year college is that it's a good time. You learn social skills, and that's probably the most important thing. Learning how to interact with people better, and learning how to drink a lot and do some drugs, and figure out which ones are for you and which ones aren't. Because you figure that shit out real fast. 
If you're going to be a problem alcoholic, you're going to find out in college real fast. If you're going to have a drug problem, you're going to find out in college real fast. People are designed for that shit or not. And some people learn it. And that's always fun. Educate yourself. Learn things. Try Duolingo. Learn a fucking language. I'm John Kubasa. We'll be right back right after these messages. Perineum. You might have heard that word before. You might not know where you heard it, but you probably heard it on television. A television commercial where a fast-talking person at the end of a commercial says, Hey, you might get severe reaction in your perineum, so be careful. Well, for those of you who don't know, your perineum is your taint. And there's certain medications out there that can rot the shit out of it. And when you hear those people say, well, watch your taint, that's right. You better watch your taint for taint rot because taint rot is about the worst thing you could possibly have. And if you're looking to not get taint rot of your perineum, as it were, you might call up a friend of mine, and that's Uncle Dave. Uncle Dave has a taint cream that you can put on your perineum every day and to prevent the gangrene of taint rot now you can take all these medications you want to and you just take a big dab of uncle dave's taint cream and you put it right there on your magical button and you can walk through a damp rainforest with confidence knowing that uncle dave is saving your taint from that gangrene that that jardians is going to give you now, there might be other tan creams on the market out there, but there's only one tan cream that can do what Uncle Dave can do. And Uncle Dave can give you the tan cream right now because that's Uncle Dave's tan cream. Now, you want to get a nice big tub of it, and you want to stick a couple fingers in there, and you want to put it all over that glorious tan of yours to keep it smooth and fresh and ready to go for tomorrow's action. Because whether you're jumping rope, running a marathon, doing gymnastics, or working on a car... You're going to need to keep that taint free from any chafing. Hey, do you wear thick jeans to work and walk all around and sometimes your upper thighs get a little sensitive at the end of the day? Take a couple fingers of Uncle Dave's taint cream and get them right up there. And while you're moisturizing that taint, you can make sure that you can treat that chafing on your upper thigh with the same Uncle Dave's taint cream. Uncle Dave's taint cream. UncleDavesTaintCream.com Back here on the Sausage Hut. Telling you everything you need to know and a bunch of bullshit you don't want to know this week, apparently. Coming at you. Never defend ignorance. Always fight against it. And when ignorance seems to be what you're fighting for, you need to reevaluate your shit. Until AI takes over. <laughs> we haven't been to chat gpt in a while and i know i wrote a lot of poems for chat gpt but i'll tell you what chat gpt the the poem writing kind of was maxing itself out and kind of spitting out the same sorts of things so i want to see if chat gpt can write a pregame speech 
So I'm gonna add, I'm gonna ask ChatGPT. You are a coach of a major college football team. Your team is about to take the field against their arch rivals. Today, the football field will be covered in three inches of spaghetti and meatballs. Write a pregame speech motivating your players to go play a great game against their arch rivals on a field on a football field covered in three inches of spaghetti meatballs. Spaghetti You are a coach. You are the head coach. You're the head coach of a major college football team. Your team is about to take the field against their arch rivals. Today, the football field will be covered in three inches of spaghetti and meatballs. Write a pregame speech motivating your players to go play a great game against their arch rivals on a football field covered in three inches of spaghetti and meatballs. Let's see. Chat TBT comes up with. Here we go. Cross your fingers. See what's up. Looks like it's cranking some stuff out. (laughs) Here we go. Okay, I'm going to cold read this thing here. Okay, I'm going to give myself some some football crowd noise here. Instead, we're we're already out in the field. Okay, gave us something. Here we go. Ask in chat GPT. time in that case okay here we go gather around ladies and gentlemen gather around today is a day like no other today we face our arch rivals and the battlefield is like nothing we've ever seen before we're stepping onto a football field covered in three inches of spaghetti and meatballs now i know it sounds crazy but remember greatness is achieved when we rise above the challenges that life throws at us and today that challenge is a field of spaghetti and meatballs 
It's not about the surface we play on, no. It's about the heart and determination we bring to this game. As your head coach, I couldn't be prouder of the team we've become. We've trained hard, sacrificed, and poured our hearts into this season. And now, the moment is here. The moment we show our rivals, our fans, and ourselves what we're truly made of. I want you to imagine every strand of spaghetti and meatball as an obstacle, a hurdle that we will overcome together. We're not just a team, we're a family. And together, there's nothing we can't accomplish. When you step onto that field today, I want you to remember why you started playing this game. I want you to think about all the early mornings, the sweat, the pain, and the joy that football has brought to your life. This is your chance to make those sacrifices count. Our rivals may think that they have the upper hand because of this unique field, but they don't. They don't know the heart, the grit, and the determination that defines us. We've faced adversity before, and we've come out stronger every time. So, let's make this our game. They will never forget. Let's show them that we... So, let's make this a game that they'll never forget. Let's show them that we can conquer any challenge, even three inches of spaghetti and meatballs. Let's make our fans proud and ourselves prouder. Today, we leave everything on that field. We fight for every inch, every yard, and every touchdown. We play like champions, and we come out victorious. Let's go out there and create a story that will be told for generations to come. Now let's break it down one last time when we step onto that field. Remember, we are a team. We are a family together. We are unstoppable. Who are we? We are unstoppable. What time is it? Game time. Let's go out there and make history. Win on three. One, two, three. Win. Well, 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 well. <sighs> okay. That was okay. That was, uh... It was, it was basically... It was basically a motivational speech where they threw in a couple things about spaghetti and meatballs on the field. But you know, they actually did recognize that it might seem weird. So, I, a pretty good job. Pretty good job there, ChatGPT. <laughs> I want you to imagine every strand of spaghetti and every meatball is an obstacle, a hurdle that we will overcome together. <laughs> Our rivals may these are some highlights. Our rivals may think that they have the upper hand because of this unique field, but they don't know the heart, the grit, and determination that defines us. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's. Be, we got time for one more. We got time for one more here. Now what we can do. Now what can we do? I like the spaghetti and meatballs theme. Well, maybe we can do something else with the spaghetti and meatballs. You are Stephen Colbert. of The Late Show on CBS. Write a monologue 
about astronauts finding spaghetti and meatballs on the moon. Spaghetti's hard to type. French gymnast diving into a pool of spaghetti and meatballs. From a height of 100 feet. And motorcycle gang getting pelted with spaghetti and meatballs by Johnny Kobasa host of the Sausage Hut podcast <laughs> Here we go. All right. You're Stephen Colbert, host of The Late Show on CBS. Write a monologue about astronauts finding spaghetti meatballs on the moon, a French gymnast diving into a pool of spaghetti meatballs from a height of 100 feet, and a motorcycle gang getting pelted with spaghetti meatballs by Johnny Cabasa, host of the Sausage Hut Podcast. Let's see if ChatGPT can write a monologue for Stephen Colbert. It'd be funny if they talked about the, the strike. Cranking it out. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. 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 Let's see. Do I have any audience? That's something I can put. Okay, let's just do it. Cold Read by Johnny Cobasa. Stephen Colbert monologue about three things regarding spaghetti and meatballs. All right. Stephen Colbert stands at his late show desk addressing the audience with a grin. Stephen Colbert says, Ladies and gentlemen, you won't believe the wild stories we've got for you tonight. First up, it's a gastronomical galactic discovery astronauts on the moon stumbled upon a surprising sight spaghetti and meatballs that's right folks it seems the moon isn't made of cheese but it's been moonlighting as an italian restaurant (laughs) nasa scientists were overheard saying houston we have marinara now that's one small bite for man one giant meal for mankind and the audience erupts in laughter (laughs) this even goes on 
But that's not the only spaghetti spectacle we've got for you tonight. In an unprecedented move, a French gymnast has taken their talents to the next level by diving into a pool of spaghetti meatballs from a height of 100 feet. Sacre bleu! That's one way to make a splash, folks. <laughs> the judges gave it a 10, but they also said it's going to take them 10 hours to clean up that pool. Talk about al dente athleticism. <laughs> We don't need writers. Sorry about you striking writers. Audience laughter and applause. Stephen Colbert. And speaking of making a mess, our next story involves none other than Johnny Kilbasa, the host of the Sausage Hut podcast. Johnny and his motorcycle gang apparently had a beef with, well, spaghetti and meatballs. They decided to ride through town revving their engines and pelting unsuspecting pedestrians with spaghetti and meatballs. Now, folks, I don't condone food fights on wheels, but you've got to admit, that's one saucy way to make a statement. <laughs> it sort of misunderstands me, but that's fine. <laughs> that's still funny. Well, that's all the meatballs we've got for you tonight, folks. Remember, if life serves you a spaghetti make sure you get a big fork and a hearty appetite we'll be right back with more laughs and surprises stay tuned Stephen colbert winks at the camera as the audience applause and the late show continues <laughs> holy shit oh now that's funny yeah we don't need writers anymore we don't need anything sorry everybody Johnny Kielbasa on Twitter. Johnny Kielbasa rocks on Instagram. Tell your friends. Give me a positive review, will ya? Would it kill ya? There's like no reason to keep doing this, honestly. Tell all your friends. Tell them to download it. They don't need to listen to it. Coming at ya. Hopefully I'm going to get some video game stuff going. Got plenty of new stuff. I gotta buy a new Xbox so I can play Starfield. That sucks. But I guess it was about time anyway. I'm way overdue. But I was kind of waiting for the next generation, even though this is the next generation as it is. But anyway. Educate yourself, remember. And you'll end up a fucked up maniac like Johnny K. We'll see you next time on the Sausage Hut, brought to you by Uncle Dave's Tan Cream. Uncle Dave's Tan Cream. Uncle Dave's Tan Cream. Uncle Dave's Tan Cream. Dave's Tan Cream. Dave's Tan Cream. Dave's Tan Cream. Dave's